All right, g'day guys. This is episode number five, and I've got Scott Haywood from Ashwood Fab Shop. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Yourself? Good, mate. Good. How's the weather up there? Or well, down there, I should say. Hot. Hot. What's the what's the temperatures looking like? Uh, it's about forty-two at the moment. Sixty-five in the shed. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Your shed would be uh, an extra twenty, thirty degrees. Yeah. So, um, tell us, tell us what Scott's all about. Um, not much, mate. I'm just an average bloke that uh, sort of started my own business out of necessity. Yeah, and where are you? Uh, where, where are you? Le- where are you located? Uh, Darby, New South Wales. Darby, New South Wales. So for all the listeners, so Scott is a fabricator. Um, he owns his own business in Darbo, and we have um, Scott and I help each other out on social media um, from BSB to Ashwood Fab Shop. And um, really, we just, yeah, you know, I just love looking at Scott's work. Um, yeah, like really caught my eye on Instagram with how, how neat his products are and all that. So, um I just thought it'd be really good to get Scott on and, and have a chat to him. So, also Scott's a uh, a pig hunter. Um, so, other than the heat, Scott, how's it going up there, down there, I should say? Uh, it's not too bad, mate. It's uh, getting there slowly. Um, business sort of dropped off, obviously, because there's a massive drought on in this area at the moment. Yeah. Um, still enough to tick over, but uh, also with the pig hunting, you get pigs coming and going it's pretty hard going everywhere really yeah um you just gotta sort of know your country and yeah it's hard going both ways yeah okay so so how how um well we'll start with the pigging first and then we'll um we'll slip into your your um your life but so how how um how often you go hunting mate not enough (laughs) um Back in the day, I used to hunt a fair bit. Yeah. Probably three to four times a week. Um, was that with um, dogs, mate, or rifles? Or yeah, yeah, dogs. Dogs, and you, were you boxing them? Um, nah, 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 just for fun, pretty much. Um, we're not sort of how I was brought up. Yeah, you don't go pigging to take photos, and you don't go pigging to post all over the internet, like, who's the biggest pigging? You go pigging to help farmers out, you know, stop pests. Yeah. So when I got into it, my like my family's from northern New South Wales and pretty much how I got into it is we just go out every time we go up there and um, end up, pretty much we just end up going out and helping farmers get rid of pests. Yeah, the, the, old, so, um, the eradication. Because uh, what, what areas are you looking at? All oh, They're all crop country where you are? So Scott, I I know nothing about the R license. Do you have to book it in yeah. or anything like that? Yeah, What's... so like an R license, you pay your annual fee. Yep. And then you ring up, or nowadays it's book online, and you ring up, oh, go online, book your forest that you're going to go to, and there's certain rules you've got to uh, abide by. Like um, usually it's two dogs. You have to have tracking collars, no spotlight. Oh wow! Okay, um, that's good. Yeah, yeah, it's, and it. 
it really teaches you. Um, I've got a couple of mates up here, and they call blokes that spotlight, like catch pigs with spotlights and dogs. It's not really pig hunting; it's pig collecting. Yeah. You drive around until you find a mob of pigs and pick them up. Yeah, yeah. Where uh, hunting in the state forest with them regulations, you know, it really teaches your dogs to use the nose. And big difference between hunters and chasers, isn't there? When you start looking at it, exactly right. And oh, look, if you've got the pig numbers where you can just go out and pick a lead, or like go for it. I wish I had that sort of pig numbers, but unfortunately, I don't have that. And you know, um, now especially up this area, being new to the area, I've only been here for a couple of years. Um, I don't really have a great deal of uh, properties to hunt on, so. You sort of pick and choose where you go and sort of take it when you get. And to be honest with you, the last sort of five runs we've had around here have all been dry runs. And we haven't actually ended up with a great deal of pigs. It's just new new properties every time. And, you know, last time we went out, we spent 15 hours out, didn't get even, no, actually didn't even get a jump. Wow. It's a big day, 15 hours. It is, it is. And, you know... You want a card? Yep. Could we stay buggered? I'm pulling up and that's it. Yeah, possibly, but, you know, I, um, I've only got, well, I had one finder, but he's retired now, and I've got a couple of young pups that are coming up, um, and just picked up a really, really nice, uh, hairy dog that, like, she's only, oh, eight months old now, but she's about to go for her first hunt on Friday afternoon, but, you know, now I sort of stopped hunting there, not really stopped, but stopped going as much for about six years while I was at university and moving around with the missus. So I, um, yeah, it's hard, especially if you don't have really, really good finders. And yeah. Especially, especially with my dog being a cattle dog. He, uh, every single male dog he sees, he just wants to blue the big fella and I've had him, he's uh, nine this year, so he's caught his fair share of pigs and been on his fair, fair share of pigs, so I don't really want to get rid of him just because he blues. I just won't take him no more. Yeah, not, nine's uh, the retiring age, isn't it? Probably a bit around that oh, area. He still, oh, he still goes. Like, oh, I bet you he gets cranky when he doesn't go. <laughs> oh, he does, he does. He literally, um, it's, it's to the point where my missus will hang the washing on the line and he'll pull all my wash off. <laughs> just because I haven't taken him hunting. Yeah, fair enough. It's uh, you, you got to cop something for for not taking him. Yeah. So um, so you got a family, mate. What's what's the what's the go with them? No, 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 no. no? All mate, right. This is still trying. It's um, it's a hard thing. It's uh, certain things uh, pulled us up pretty quick, but you know, we'll keep trying. Hopefully, something happens. All right. So the miss misses and you, okay. And um, you've got your your shop. Um, what's the go there? Tell us a bit about the shop. So I uh, just in uh, Dubbo here. Got a shop with um, Boss Gus and uh, Cruises. Give him a follow on Instagram. Yeah. He does um, pretty much everything steel. Yeah. I do everything alley and stainless. And he crosses over the stainless when he has to, and I cross over the steel when I have to. But pretty much we complement each other because. If one of us can't do it, the other one can. Yep. Um, yeah, pretty much it's just a, it's not a big shop, it's not fancy, it's a shop, and sort of have the right tools to do the right job. 
So um, I I was talking to Scott Stewart uh, yesterday, and um, he was saying back in the back in the nineties, you know, not many people had uh, dog crates and stuff. What, what what's your most popular? Um, you know, you're making roux racks, or you're making water bowls, or is you're making dog boxes. What's your most popular? Um, uh, what's the, what am the word product? I should say. Depends on the time of the year, depends on the season. Um, we've got a lot of mine country around here, so, you know, there's a fair few miners. Sometimes they like to spend a bit of money, and usually when they spend money, it's big stuff. Um, obviously, buggy setups was uh, a big thing at the start of sort of 12 months ago. Um, it was a massive thing, and I've done a heap of them, uh, turned a heap out, and now we're sort of on the dog crates because a lot of people can't afford to buy buggies. Now, so we're sort of at that more dog crate stage and now coming into um, summer, we'll be back into the water bowls. I've smashed a fair few of them already uh, over the last week or so. For the, uh, for the listener, go on to um, Ashwood Fab Shop Instagram and have a look at the dog bowls. You won't regret it because um, they're, they're pretty handy little uh, little item. Yeah, they hold 27 litres. Um, they're self-built. I sort of went on the internet, and that's part of being a world-owner and fabricator, I suppose. It's, I went on the internet and had a look, and about $150 for something that holds seven litres. <laughs> it's a big you know, difference, isn't it? Um, like, certain dogs of mine, they like to sit in their water bowls. Yeah. They, seven litres, they just keep draining it straight away and they're not even self-filled. And then you're looking at, you know, sometimes stainless steel water bottles go up to $200 for self-fills and they're only 10 litres. And, you know, if you've got enough um, enough room for them to have a little bit of a swim, but, you know, they still fill up and have a drink, you're halfway there. Yeah, yeah. So, um... What's the most What's the most popular? Like, are you getting al- What's the most popular uh, metal? Are you selling more steel or alloy or what's? Be uh, so, um, Greg Walker at Boss Custom uh, Custom Cruises. He does all steel bull bar. Yep. Uh, they're really popular, and then um, I'm or Alley Dog Crate. Pretty much, they're the thing at the moment, especially with the, the special that we've got going on to the new. Um, Design of the dog crate we're doing. Yep. Um, which is if you jump on Instagram or Facebook, they're thousand uh, dollars plus a G. Get in, get amongst them. So with uh, that, mate, do you do you like, for instance, I know I'm going to get a crate off you when I finally get some money in my pocket. But um, do you send them to people like anywhere in Queensland, Australia? Like, what's the go there? Literally just finished a dog box um, for a bloke in. Western Australia. Okay, so you freight it anywhere. Yep. Awesome. Wherever they're done, we've done a buggy set up for a bloke in Darwin. Um, he just was coming through, so we brought his buggy down and then picked it back up on the way. Oh, awesome! So, um, do you with all that? So you freight it everywhere. Um, with your the your the guy you do it with the cruiser. Um, is he the same? You both do it together like that, or? Uh, we possibly could. Um, we're in the in the process of developing some um, stuff that a lot of people haven't seen. Um, pretty 
much we're trying to compete with that Chinese-built market. It's a really hard market to crack into, but yeah. we're trying to do it, um, especially they can fade them. So I suppose I can, I can uh, let the cat out of bag just for you. <laughs> um, in the next couple of months, we're looking at doing a bolt-together dog box. There'll be a flat-pack dog box. Oh, that's cool. Um, so it can be freighted anywhere in Australia. Very quickly, too, um, to the sound of it. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it should go together um, how we've drawn it up. And, yeah, it's a, a couple of tests we've done. It should go together in about five to ten minutes. Yep. Um, and still be solid as a welded one. Awesome. Awesome stuff, Scott. Um, so back to, back to the hunting. Um, I've also got another question for you. Do you fish? Do you have do you have any opportunity fishing out there or no? Yeah, yep. So we don't chase barra down here, obviously. It's Murray Cod. The big Murray Cod. Um, that's it. Um, I used to be right into fishing. I used to go a heap. Just obviously under my own business. I don't really get time to go as much as I'd like. But, yeah, I absolutely love fishing. I probably like fishing more than I like pigging. Yeah, okay. Um, what, um, right is it dams or rivers up there, uh, down there? Uh, both. So we've got the Macquarie River going through Dubbo. Um, then not far south of us, you've got the Bogan. Yep. Um, yep. and then you sort of got two premium yellow redfin dams. Um, uh, very close to us, which are Windermere and I can't think of the other dam right now. Um, and then... Up further, obviously, you've got Keeper, um, and you're bigger, like Copeton, which is obviously the, one of the two premium cod dams in um, New South Wales. Yep. So, yeah, we've got a bit of everything here. What's um, what's your biggest cod? Uh, 99 centimetres. So <laughs> uh, 10 at 99 centimetres. Uh, you couldn't crack the metre. Uh, no, no. Uh, actually, so I've never caught a barrel either. We went to uh, a big trip for 10 days there up central Queensland and it was a bit of a dry run. We got one pig at 90 kilos and that was it. Uh, uh, a few Saratoga and that was sort of the trip. Yeah. Uh, you have those so, trips, mate. They're, they're, they're heartbreaking trips, but you have them. So, yeah. So, um, all right, you love your cod fishing. Do you, do you, do you keep your cod at all? Nah, so I'm, I'm especially with cod, I'm... Very much, I like to put them back, only because my dad always used to tell me they used to keep heaps, but then he got to a point where he was hoping that, you know, his kids would be able to catch big cod one day. Yeah. So... Because they, grow, they grow massive. I've never caught one, but they're humongous fish. Yeah, I think the biggest is like a 157 out of the Murray. Far out. It's a horse. Mm. Yeah. As much, you know... It's, they put up a good fight. Um, I would, I'm guessing they'd be similar to Barry, except they don't jump. Um, they just head for sticks and rocks and holes. Yeah, nasty fish. Yeah, they're good though. How do you chase them? Are you chasing them with bait or is it lures or? Uh, lures mainly. Yeah. Um, I'm, I was sort of, you can't really go wrong with a stump jumper. Um, even chasing Barra. Uh, the boys down here that I fish and hunt with, they're mad keen on using stumpings up there as well. Okay. They're like a premium cod lure, but there they go. 
Yeah, if it works, it works. That's it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, back to the hunting. What kind of dogs you got, mate? What What, what do you run? And I heard you got a cattle dog. What? Um. Yeah, what I'll else? Run pretty much all cattle dog crosses. Okay. Um, except for this new hairy dog. Um. So I've got a wolfhound cattle. She's only tiny. Uh. She was the bloke that I took her off. He was um didn't look after her and had her and a uh, kelpie in a cage that was probably oh, as big as a chest freezer. Yeah, that's and, a bit small. Yeah, just, yeah, it was horrible. So I ended up taking both dogs. The kelpie started to go real well, um, but he broke his leg. Um, and then I've got a cattle ridgeback that's retired now. He's nine, so um, he's got a pretty good little nose on him, but um, other than that, just got a Kelpie, pure red Kelpie. It's only about nine kilos. Yeah, that's all right. Um, yeah, she's, yeah, real, real tiny and will just go all day. Yeah, that's why, um, that's why I love the balers. They, um, that's it, mate. They just keep um, going. Pretty much. I, I used to, so the dog that's just retired, he used to love, but I sort of trained him into a baler. Yeah, so um, he's got the brain as well, that's good. Yeah, well, to be honest with you, I actually sort of prefer balers. Um, this area dog, I don't really have a choice. It's a blunt object. She's going to do a job and that's what she's going to do. Yeah. But, yeah. And she's a um, uh, lion bred, so she's a bully stag cross wolf pointer. Yeah, okay, you got, got a bit through her. Yeah, and she she is a really really nice pup. Really switched on. Like for example, um, she's been like obviously only a pup, but she's been watching birds in the backyard, and you know the fact that she can watch her prey and see what they do, and then she waits for the other dogs to scare them, and she jumps up and catches them mid flight. Wow, it's got a bit brain behind it. That's really good. Yeah, it's, she's going to be one of them dogs that just go and go and go. But yeah, she'll be a good thing. Yeah, okay. So um with the shop, obviously you you're very busy. So how often yep. how often do you get out? You I know you said it before, but you do you get out regularly still or Oh, I'd like to get out more, but no, not really. It's lately we've sort of started going out a bit more now that it's heated up. Um we probably won't go out as much, we'll start fishing again, but uh I don't know, probably big trips we probably do one or two a year and then smaller trips maybe once every three weeks, probably not even that. When you say big trip, what are you, as in, you're heading up to North Cape York or you're heading in Central uh, Queensland? Just or? like Central, Central Queensland or um, uh, we've got a couple of um, places out near Cunnamulla and, uh, yeah, we've got a uh, the bloke that I'm in the shed with, he's uh, got a couple of friends that, like, um, are up on the Gulf. The good, the so, good place, God's country. Yeah. Uh, See, I, yeah, I understand that, you know, uh, I always find this hard that you got to go to Queensland to catch big pigs. Well, you no, don't. You don't. <laughs> you just got to have good dogs. Yeah. Yeah, and no, there's, there's big pigs, pigs everywhere. There. You just got to know how to find them. That's it. Like, there's blokes down here that come in and, like, are regular customers. They catch tonners after tonners every week. And they're, they're here, like... Sort of, I reckon Dubbo, out to Mudgee, Ralston, 
up to sort of Nemiji, Congo, Parks, Orange. It's sort of the mecca for pig pig hunting in um, New South Wales. Yeah, I've never, I've never hunted furthest. Um Further, I've only hunted New South Wales in in the northern area, as in Gundawindi, North Star. Oh, yeah. I haven't really been down that way, so North Star's not bad. Yeah, like I haven't heard of um, I haven't heard of much on hunting that area. Is it hilly country? Like I, I've, to be honest, mate, I no. I haven't gone that way. I always head north. So is it? What's the everything, kind of country? Everything east of Dubbo is usually hilly. You get some flat stuff out like Dunny Doo area and um, around that area, but pretty much after that it's all hill country, all mountain balls, and then you get west of Dubbo and it's majority flat hills out there, it's sort of more like bumps. Yeah, okay. And then south of Dubbo, you sort of start to hit the big open, like Hay Plains area, um, Lake Angelico area, and then it's sort of flat country, then you get back up into... Um, like near the uh, Kosciuszko back from Kosciuszko back to Dubbo and sort of starts to get a bit hilly again too. So when you when you obviously are you you hunt much mountains these days or is it a bit more piney or? God no, I'm way too unfit for that. <laughs> yeah, because no, I I can't imagine myself doing very well on on mountain pigs. Um, I just so we we used to run on a thing, like a bit of a saying, uh, one good pig up the bush is worth ten good pigs out west. I've heard that. I've heard that a few times recently. And it's so true, like, you get a fiery little 70 kilo ball up the bush and running up and down them mountains every day, he'll tell your dogs straight away. Yeah. Then again, I have I have had cranky balls out like Pilliga area that... They've been 50 kilos and towed the dogs. But, yeah, no, it just seems that them, them mountain balls, they're fitter, they can run faster. Do you find they have a bigger chest on them because they're doing hill yep. hill sprints every bloody day? Stuff that. Uh, yeah, I, I've, I like my, my um, western country. It's a little bit nicer, but, you know, obviously I'll, I'll go catch a pig anywhere. And, um, yeah, I... I Probably prefer to catch, oh, catch pigs in like undulating country. Yeah, um, not too steep, but not not flat, but not real steep. Yeah, yeah. I, I um, when I was younger, we did. Oh, my old boy used to do a lot of cane cane hunting, and I found that probably be pretty difficult. Um, yeah, because yeah. it's so so um, oh, thick, and yeah, it's it's one of those things that. Yeah, you know, I obviously a mountain pig and cane pig are two different pigs, but um, you know, like you can catch a cane pig, it's 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 you know ten ten western pigs because it's just so so different, and so much harder. Same with yeah. the same with the rainforest pig, but um, yeah, it's one of those things that the satisfaction because you know we I I grew up out in central Queensland, and you catch a a good pig out there, and it's it's quite easy. You know, it gets quite repetitive, and that's um. Like we talked about yesterday, Scotty Stewart, it's quite repetitive, and that's why he got sick of it. Um, yeah. And that's kind of another reason why I do do Bailing Scallion Barbecue because I can go up to to Jamie O'Tooley up in um, in North Star up in um, Gundawindi area, and then I can head down to um, Tyson Hewitt down at um, Central Queensland and go catch a pig with those guys, and it's a totally different country. It's yeah. 
Yeah, you know, and that's what I love about you know obviously PKing and and deer hunting and you know, it's all different everywhere we go is just totally different terrain and, and and all that and obviously you've you've seen seen the results and you and you're a bit like me you 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 can tell if oh it's a good pig or that's a bad pig and you know the satisfaction's definitely there. Oh, you know you know your dogs too. It's the way your uh, dogs hit a pig up. Um, you know we're only talking about this earlier this today with uh, the bloke in the shed and um, his brother, uh, he's a roo shooter and, you know, you can tell by the way your dog leaves the ute and, you know, some dogs trail bark for bigger balls, some dogs, you know, you get a hit up and you just, when you hear that hit up, like for instance, my, um, the dog that's just retired, when he hits a big pig, he'll bark, bark twice and I know, I know it's a good pig because he'll bail and then he'll start barking. Or he'll just, sometimes he gets a bit dumb and tries to lug it, but, you know, most of the time he'll pull off and bail a big pig, so you know, right over, it's possibly over 70 kilos, you need to get there quick. Yeah, get there and back him up. Yeah. Does he, he, once he starts bailing, when you get there, he'll lug up again, or? No, no, I'll usually call him off and shoot it. Yeah, nice, that's, uh, that's the way to go, like, I, I, I don't get this one out stuff, um. Yeah, you know, I was having a chat to a mate about about the other day. This one out, you know, dog. I don't, I don't mind seeing it. I don't. It's it's fine. It's no big big deal. Um, but I personally, I I just want to get it over and done with quickly, and and you know, and have a look at the specimen and, and move move on. But yeah, nothing better when you see a dog. You know, you call it back and you and you get a a clean shot and it's over quickly. You know, nothing better than seeing a smart the dog. Well trained. That's the thing. What's a well more trained dog? A dog that sits there and lugs you yelling at it to get off, or a dog that you can go, right oh, no, that'll do, get mm. out. Yep. You get out, they get out of the way and you shoot it. Yeah. And this sort of brings me to one of the half the reasons why I stopped hunting as much as I did. Um, in some ways, it's good for my business, but people have commercialised hunting so much, and it's not what it used to be. And this is one of the conversations we had earlier, you know, Back in the day, you used to be able to go, you'd run into a bloke out the pub and you'd be like, like in a small town, oh, how you going, bud? Oh, yeah, you, oh, you in the pig and hey? Yeah, mate. Oh, do you want to go for a run? Oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be good. When? Right now. Right, eh? We'll go get the dog. Yeah. And, you know, now it's sort of you can't trust anyone because of all the poaching and, you know, that part of it. And then you've got the blokes that, oh, hang on, I've just got a video of this and, Four minutes later, their dog's got, you know, massive cuts up the neck and the dog's just about dead. They don't care. They've got a good footage of a big boar and their dog's swinging off it, but the dog's just about dead and then all of a sudden it can't hunt for three months. Yeah. And, you know, I love big pigs, catching big pigs, but I also love my dog. He's only ever been ripped once. Yeah. And that was right on the ringer when he was young. He idiot grabbed the back leg mountain ball turned around hit him right up the ringer and split his ring hole and ever since then he's never been ripped yeah yeah they learn pretty quickly if they're if they're smart don't they and they, yeah no like, i totally agree you know like um yeah i for me for example i go there to film people and i don't you know like i'll always say to them if i'm going like i i, I did a lot of filming with jamie o'tilly and it'll be out in the first series 
And um, you know, I told Jamie, look, I'm I'm not I'm not here. I'm just a cameraman. And um, yep. basically, you actually there's an instance there where we get this white pig, and everyone will see it. Yeah, I get this white pig, and you actually see me going in because he's telling the dogs up, and Jamie's just still coming. You know, Jamie's right behind me, but you know, and I like Jamie's one person. He's always there as fast as I try keeping up with him. He's I don't know what he does on his days off, but he must be running because it's yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway, like like just the story was like this white pig was giving the dogs a bit of a touch up, and I went in, which obviously stuffed the footage up. But I, you know, like I was just there to, to support the dogs, and then yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, like without the dogs, you know, you can't go pigging. So you know, like yeah. you know, my old boy always used to, because I, I was, <laughs> I was a bit fitter back in the day. My old, we had a you know a couple of good dogs there. They'd go off, and you know, Dad would always be like, "Run, you know, get there." Even to see the dog, just to see you, they'll realise, oh, they're here. You know, like yep. for because we we ran a mixture of bailers and luggers, so most of the time you, you know, like one of us would be at the car and and let a lugger off, or we'd have a bailer bailing them up, and we could walk in there with a gun and and uh, pop it. But you know, like the dogs are always watching you, and you know, if you got a, an idiot there that goes along with the camera and just sits there on the camera, that it's it's just it's yeah. Number one rule: support your mates. Um, that's exactly right. Yeah. yeah, I remember. uh it was uh, when I was at Kingaroy. A, a guy called Clayton Graham. I think he had a great dog. This Arab, this big Arab, and we would have ran probably three k's and um, three k's. Oh, it felt like three k's. It probably wasn't, but it, it felt like it. And um, Clayton's, I think at the time, Clayton would have been forty odd. Um, he's yep. he's in great shape and. He was one of those people that I learned a lot from when I went hunting with someone else because the way he treated his dogs, the way he acted with them, it was just, sorry, got an alarm going off here. Um, yeah, the the way that, you know, he, he persona of, of his dogs and the dogs knew he was coming or the boys, you know, or, the, or his sons were coming. And, um, you know, the dogs turned up and they knew oh, it's all over, so... Yeah, credit to Clayton and, you know, number one rule, back your mates up, so. That's exactly right. Like, the bloke I'll, I'll go hunting with majority of the time now, you know, he's, he's bred a line of dogs that are quick, they're big, and, yeah, they love their lovers, and, you know what, his main dog, like the last couple of pigs he's been on, the two, three over 100 kilos and one 90 kilo pig, he's one out caught all of them wow. by himself. Yeah. Yes, he's got towed up every single time, but as soon as we can get there, or as soon as my mate can get there, he gets there, and, you know, that's one thing. Like, a lug is really the way to go, but at the same time, you know, I don't know. It's an age-old fact. What about a luggers or bailers? <laughs> yeah, bailers. the conversation, that will never end. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Some of the blokes we hunt with, like there's a bloke, the, a good customer of ours, uh, he has a rule for his dogs. It's the five minute 500 rule. If yep. he hasn't caught a pig in 500 metres or in five minutes, he calls his dogs back. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Because if he goes, if his dogs go further than 500 metres, he doesn't want to go. Yeah, and that's, that's fair to enough too. And that's what my mate sort of made this line that he's trying to breed. 
that's what he's trying to get. He's trying to get fast dogs. But yeah, fair enough. Your bull Arab finds out the three Ks. Does he find out the three Ks, or does he take three take? Exactly. There we go. Another man that ah, oh, <laughs> oh, that's a, that's the age old question. I love that. You know, is are they hitting? They hitting it at a hundred meters and they pulling it three k's up later, or are they hitting it and you know, ah, oh, I, I I'm exactly the same, mate. And yeah, it's like yeah, like we, yeah. We, um, went last time uh, we went out to northern, like northern New South Wales, and we were out there near Pilliga, and you know, this certain dog he he got onto a ball and he pulled it up within sort of 600 metres but you know it was just in the next paddock the paddocks were massive like 10,000 acre paddocks and you know he you know a dog is quick and can pull a pig up quick when he's cruising along hits the fence and jumps over a fence and he's like a metre and a half on top of the fence (laughs) jumping at a full pace yeah but you know this pig was quick and the dog smoked him pulled him up and as soon as he pulled, like, he, he hit and pulled him up straight away. And then, you know, I've been out there catching the same sort of pigs. And three, four k's later, there's lazy bull Arabs have got caught up in a fence. And then you, you hit the same pig up again two k's later with the quad bikes and let the bull, bull Arab off again. Yeah. Yeah, no. But, you know, I know what you're saying. good bull Arabs too. Yeah, I've seen some good ones. And I've seen some ones that, yeah, I... Um, yeah, you know, like 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 you said, you yeah, I know what you're saying, and um, yep. probably not the best thing to say over a podcast, but yeah, sometimes you just don't don't even bother. Like um, my old boy's obviously gone through quite a few dogs in, over the years, and um, he keeps going back to fast and smart, fast and smart. Yep. Never never um, you know, like cattle crosses, kelpie crosses. You know, we've we've gone to oh, cap- I absolutely, absolutely love cattle crosses. Yeah, well, um, he's got one right on, now. A bloke on Instagram that I follow, that um, True Blue Working Stumpy. Yep. That style of dog is my absolute favourite dog. But then again, you know, I was always cattle crosses, but then I've also been converted to hairy dogs. Yeah. And once you see a real good hairy dog work, it's, you know, they work good. But at the end of the day, one of the best dogs I've ever seen was a uh, Brian Neal Bullaro. Yeah, there you go. And unreal. Like, stupid quick, big dog, fast, lean. Still had a big box head on him, but he was just, just a good dog. And, you know, I think it comes down to the person that's training them too. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Like, uh, like um, I was saying before, Clayton Grahams, he's he runs all Arabs. He's up at King Arroy and... Um, yeah, he's got really, really good dogs, and I and I'm not an Arab man. I had Catahoulas. Um, yep. I've had you know crosses. Dad and I've got you know Kelpie crosses. Yeah, we've got we've had it. We've got a big big mixed bag, and um, like I couldn't fault Clayton's Arabs. I personally wouldn't get one, but no. you know, I, you know I, I've. I've been hunting with Trace Crane, and, and you know you look at Trio um, and his dogs. They're all small, light, light dogs, and they just go. And if you have yep. a look, have a look at his main dog. He calls it the sheep dog, Huey. Or not? I don't think Huey's his main dog anymore. But Huey's is the sheep dog, which is a cattle cross. You know, it looks like a cattle cross anyway. But yeah, like the age old question. Like Dad's obviously personally, he's gone through big dogs to small dogs, and he's seen the difference. Um, 
Yeah, it's one of those one of those things. It, it, what works for you, really? Yeah, like you know, I, I know a lot of blokes here that like using smaller luggers, but you know, you sort of can't. In a way, when you see a um, 138 kilo ball being manhandled by one dog without getting any cuts on it because he's you know a 65 <laughs> kilo dog, yeah, you go, oh, our big dogs okay. Well, you know, I think you've got to have a mix of everything. I personally run all small dogs. This hairy dog will be big, but I I prefer small dogs. They get through, like, you know, blackies, um, lignum. They get in there. They flush the pigs out. Everyone gets to catch a pig. That's it, yeah. Well, the best dog I've seen is a guy's... um, I won't mention his name because I know he doesn't like yarn. He's up in Ingham. Um, He's running Weimarana Pitbulls and... um, Oh, yeah. That thing was ah oh, the the dog passed away now he's oh, he's a bit of a legend the dog but um I'll never forget it was one of those things we walked into a cane paddock this thing would have been 120 130 kilos and I don't recall seeing another dog there for about 30 seconds and this thing was what a 20 kilo dog and this boar was just yep. sitting down on his nuts and he was not moving and um. Yeah, the Arabs finally got there and everything else was... It was already over. The the, the Weimarama pity had just sat this pig down and, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be moving if my nuts were getting it ripped out, but... um. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I was, I was just about to say that. Like, I really <laughs> like a dog that's, you know, I, I like Baylor's personally, but yeah. I really like a dog that's hard on the nuts that, you know, will swing off the nuts if they have to until it sits. Then as soon as they sit, they just bail it. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the go. That's what we're running at the moment. A hard bail is good. I don't like bailers on the snout. I've never really liked that. Yeah, but too I much risk there, eh? Oh, if they're going to bite the snout, they're going to lug. Let's face it. And yeah. If another bigger dog gets there, they're going to lug. Yeah, and that's it. I'd rather not. Like I, don't, like I said, none of my dogs have ever been ripped besides that one time. Yeah. And I've patched heaps of my mate's dogs up. Yeah. Heaps of them. Yeah. And I hate it. I just don't like it. It's, you know, it's the same with, you know, a lot of people don't wear breastplates. Do you wear breastplates? Do you not wear breastplates? Yeah. Like that, that's it, you know. To the fact of, like I said before, pig hunting's become so commercialised that which plate's the best? Yeah, as long as it does the job, that's all I care about. So, yeah, and no, I going going back to the the hairy dog thing. Like I had one hairy, it, and it's back to the, what we were all just saying. It, yeah, everything. It's all a personal opinion. Like to me personally, you give me three balers and a, you know one of them is a nut dog. Sits grabs a nut, sits them down. I walk in twenty two, pop done, game over. That's me. Yeah. But um, I'll, I love watching um. Jamie O'Tooley's uh, stag, he's got a a young stag there, and he's he's basically transferred me over to oh well I will actually look at a stag now if I was going to buy a dog because this thing is he was oh bluey oh he'd be flat out being fifteen months when I first saw him, and um he he he's not a hard dog he wasn't a hard dog, um the first time I went up there he was just he was bailing. Um, but obviously Jamie realised that he, he was going to get there, and the second trip I went there, he was, the first trip he was finding, he was bailing and finding, with the, he, he would yeah. lug the small stuff, 
the the second trip I went out there, he he ran. Oh, it would have been. It was a good find, really good find over a K, and yeah. he was lugging his first. You know, I don't know if his first big ball, but Jamie goes out regularly. But he was lugging yeah. up on a good pig by himself, and um, you know, it's really impressed me because for a young dog, and I, I I thought stags were a bit dopey to start with, but you know, this thing's proven me wrong. It's um, I've, well, actually, me and Greg were only discussing this a couple of days ago. We reckon, like, just just our our two personal opinion, stags are one of the best all round dogs. Yeah, you can have like they're good for everything: foxes, rabbits. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. That's yeah, no. From, and, uh, right. Yeah, from what I from what I've seen, um, and I ever since then I've had a look a bit more into stags. Uh, and yeah, like you said, foxes and geez, they can run these things. Holy smokes! Yeah, yeah and I totally agree with that. They they can do everything. Yeah, and it's a bit like a kelpie, you know. They're they're intelligent. They look dopey, but they're intelligent dogs. Yeah, good good prey dog, eh? So um, what's your what's the what's happened with the shop, mate? What's what what do we need to know before Christmas? If anyone wants a dog crate, or yeah, you know, like what uh, are, anything interesting happening that we should know of, other than your, uh, your top yeah. The like I said, the the whole flat pack thing, it's gonna be happening very shortly. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, the 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 That's it, mate. Like you know, I like, personally, I, I'm not going to go fork out, you know, ten grand for a buggy setup. But you know, I definitely look at a five grand setup and you know, make a mint. You know, like and and for people who haven't seen Ash Ashwood 
fab shop stuff, you really need to get on and have a look because it is like mint. Oh, like there's a thousand dollar dog crate at the moment going, and yeah, it looks good. Yeah, it's, um, so we've got one of them going out now. We've uh, actually I'm have the uh, hinges sitting right next to me to go and smash in tonight, and then uh, get up early in the morning and finish it off for a customer out of Coba. Oh, and, awesome! Uh, it's actually so it's a little bit dearer than thousand bucks for just the certain things that he's getting done to it, but it's going to be a uh, gas strutted. And uh, yeah, that's a new thing that's coming out. Uh, we designed our own uh, hidden hinges. Yep. Uh, so there'll be no gas struts holding it up, so you're not going to run into gas struts or anything. It's all hidden away, so you can't see it. Okay. Um, that so that's kind of the new. That's kind of the new thing, isn't it? The or not not new, but it's so helpful. Those gas struts or the, um, you know, just a, a simple tag of the button, and there goes the door. You know, it's so much easier. Yeah. Well, that's exactly right. Like we do a um, remote release that works on a uh, 12 volt switch. Um, that sort of stuff as well. Like going into more technical side of things, better quality, but still staying, staying at a good low price. Yeah. Um, so a few buggy setup stuff that we've done now have uh, on demand cold water. <laughs> so um, it's a 12 volt pump that uh, is pressurized, so it switches off on pressure. And then you run a tap to the back of the buggy, and yeah, you just whenever you want cold water, you just flick the like turn the tap on, and the cold water comes. Yeah, oh, that sounds good. Um, I'm gonna have to do that too when I buy a buggy because uh, I'll be getting everything. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna be all kitted out with your stuff. It'll be awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> I just gotta, uh, I just gotta win, yeah. win some money first, or start saving a bit better. Ah, uh, mate, should be right. Our low prices will help you out too. Yeah, I'll, I'll um. Once I get my life sorted, I'll be able to do it. All right, mate. Well, I've got to keep going, and well, um, I'll definitely get you back on, and we'll have another chat because this has been really good. Yep. All right. So thank you again. Just before you go, just tell us your Instagrams and your Facebook pages, and how we contact you if we want anything done. Yep. Uh, so Instagram is Ashwood Fab Shop Scott. Uh, Facebook is Ashwood Fab Shop, and my number and Address is on both of them, so if you need a quote or, yeah, drop in for a yarn. Awesome, Scott. Thank you very much, mate, and uh, I really appreciate you coming on today. Yeah, thank you for having me, and, yeah, get amongst the podcast. Thanks, mate. Well, um, I'll talk to you soon, eh? Too easy, mate. Thank you. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, mate. Bye. There you go, guys. So that was uh, Scott Haywood. Uh, really need to get onto his his. Uh, Instagram and his Facebook because it does some really good top quality product. Um, if you haven't subscribed to the, the YouTube, uh, liked and followed Facebook on Bailing Scallion Barbecue, don't forget to uh, jump on and uh, support us. And I really appreciate you, BSB baby. <laughs>